snuffy. Cold chill up your spine. It'll get your ass moving somewhere burning daylight. Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. End of the weekend is here, but let's face it, there ain't no fucking weekend when you're, uh, when you're calving out or you're, you're trying to just survive this fucking winter. God damn, it's been, been shitty, but we finally, we got blue skies today and we had a, a shit cleaning crew and I've got a, <clears throat> we, we, I think they got three full pins mucked out today and, uh, and, and a lot of progress done. So it's, it was a beautiful sight to behold. And then we got Ryan Whitaker joining us, the show from uh, Nebraska, correct? That is right. Awesome. Eastern side, yeah, about forty-five minutes northwest of Omaha. Okay, so you're you're kind of like in like the original like farmer feeder country. Yeah, pretty heavy on feeder right around here. We're uh, I'm just a county south of Cumming County, and they got they're always up there in top counties in the country on cattle and feed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, we were, we were, uh, chatting right before we went live here and you said you started, uh, your, your kind of music journey on Jason Bolin and, and Casey Donahue. When That's right. Was- that would have been like Oh four Oh five. Okay. I, uh, originally from North Carolina, but we went to Texas a lot and I was riding bulls back then and, Sponsored by a guy that sold a uh, gooseneck brand trailers and they were out of college station or Bryan, Texas, right there by college station. Mm-hmm. So we'd like, go down there and get trailers and Casey Donahue would always be playing right around there and kind of started it. Started right. the, the red dirt country. I, it's the best music on earth. Uh, I, I believe anyways, it's, uh, it's, or at least it's the best scene on earth. I, oh, I, for sure. There's not a better scene that I can think of, except like I'm not into the like, the I, I I'm just not that huge into hip hop. I, I I listen to a lot of rap, but like I feel like those underground scenes, you know, like different cities have like their little underground hip hop scene. I feel that's like the closest thing you'll get to Red Dirt, but Red Dirt's like that. It's just a it's a cool scene, cool community that comes out of it. You can listen to it every day and. Those people that say they hate country, well, it's kind of, they hate pop country, you know? Mm-hmm. They yeah, haven't found red dirt yet. Yeah, or they hate old country, you know, where yeah. like just old, slow, sad songs. And, and I, I love that shit, but I hate pop country. I, I haven't listened to the radio since the iPod was invented. Yeah, uh, same. But, um, and, and yeah, so I started on The Great Divide. Mm-hmm. Um they they yeah. played down at Guyman uh, for Pioneer Days, and and me and a couple of buddies went out went over there and 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 listened to Great Divide, and of course, then from there you get into Ragweed, and then to Boland, and then Reckless Kelly, and uh, and then just down the rabbit hole you go. And I got old enough now where I don't I don't keep up on the scene. I just kind of listen to the 
to to what I know. Like I, <laughs> I'm I'm always open to new music, but I'm not like actively ser- seeking it out anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I can't say much on the rap though. I listen to a lot of rap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to a bunch too, but it's like uh, it, it's it's two uh, thousands. <laughs> like, yeah, two uh, thousands and nineties rap. Like I love. Oh yeah. Like old school, uh, his the Snoop Doggy Dog album, yeah, so good, yeah, for sure. So good. Um, Snoop Dogg might be the coolest person on earth. I, I can't probably, I mean, he's up there, <laughs> he like him, Willie's up there. Um, he's uh, um, Sam Elliott, also, like, that's another guy who can't really. Like, he can't really do much wrong. Uh, yeah. He's cool. I don't uh, know. I saw him wearing a scarf the other day, though. Like, not a wild rag. We're talking a straight-up scarf, and that kind of bothered me. Like, but I'm an asshole like uh, that. I don't It's he's. You got to just remember he's Hollywood, but he's, he's <laughs> cool. Um, Dan Hartman. Dan Hartman might be one of the coolest guys alive. <laughs> fucking guy. He's dude. He's uh he goes through Facebook accounts like I go through underwear. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I'm caught up with him because I think yeah, I think I've missed a few accounts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. I uh he 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 messaged me the other day and he is like I got a new account and I was like you're you're unstoppable. That <laughs> 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 uh, freaking guy. Um yeah, so we we've been how how old a guy are you? I feel like you're right around my age. Thirty six. Okay, I'm I I'll be thirty eight this year. So yeah, we're we're right in that that same era. So that you caught Casey Donahue when I was uh, when I was in college, and I I remember that the song "High." That's probably the yeah, that was the original man. And on in guitar. Like that that's the song I can probably play the best is uh, is high. Yeah. It's really it's really easy to play, but it, it's catchy and I almost went insane for about three months. Uh this is my I think junior year of college. I heard that song at a party and this was before the Shazam deal and I could I mean of course then it was it was at a party, so I didn't I, I remember the song. I didn't ask anybody who who it was. I just like I'll, I'll remember that. And uh, I I went all over on the internet trying to find out who it was, and it, finally it popped up on like it was like iTunes like suggested suggested music or something like that. And uh, and I so I finally found it. I was like oh, but I, it was like. Uh, it was easily like three months where I I was about to go insane because I couldn't could not find who who sang that song and it was I think English. I limewired it. <laughs> yeah, well, I but I didn't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I uh, yeah. W- once I found out who it was, it was I was down on my roommate Rob's computer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure uh, his computer is. I mean, like it, it got really slow real quick. <laughs> that had nothing to do with it. Not nothing to do with it, but 
um lime wire but well kids kids don't know they don't know how hard it was <laughs> you, you, you weren't down loan from anything but a t3 connection either <laughs> yeah you could watch it and i mean get some stuff done while you did it yeah yeah if you, it was uh it was cool in college where they had actually you know had fast internet but like yeah back home in the in the sticks where we had the dial up oh yeah I mean, it would take days to download the <laughs> <a new> song. <laughs> Nobody touch it. Don't touch it. Don't even go in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then your mom would pick the phone up and <laughs> get off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good old so, days. Funny good story old. about that, how I actually started listening to him. So I was underage at the time, obviously. Well, we got into a bar because we got there early enough. They started, they were playing that night. I didn't know who they were. And uh, we got in because they were, they served food too, but we were just going to kind of sneak around the back and stay afterwards. Mm. And uh, there were some guys playing pool upstairs and there was a bunch of pool tables. It's down there in College Station. And uh, guy's like, hey, uh, yeah, you guys staying for the show? And I'm like, well, if we can make it. And he's like, well, I'm Casey Donahue. And I'm like, okay, who the fuck's that? And then we stay and watch them like, all right, they're pretty cool. And I mean, we didn't talk to him other than that. That was it. But, and then, uh, yeah, we stayed and watched and yeah, high was like the first song. I think they opened with it that night and same, same kind of deal went back and had to search and lime wire it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it just drove me crazy though. Cause I had no idea who sang it. I just, I knew it was, it was Texas. You can kind of, you can tell by the, the voice. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, and it was, uh, and that it bugged me because I was, I was like the red dirt king of of Colorado State University back in the day. Like everybody, um, like everybody I knew had one of my my mix CDs of, uh, and it was just a, like a red dirt mix, and and, and like people would like they, they would ask me like, um, have you heard this guy? And I'm like, oh yeah, fun. Then you know like. Like I was, I was that that guy. I, I was way more into music than I was school. Like I, I did fine in school, but like I probably could have graduated with honors if I had spent half the time studying that I did, like looking up music. And like I said, that was my first. That's what got me down the rabbit hole. So it was like three songs. It was like "Hi" by Casey Donahue, you know, and then we went to uh, "Them Boys from Oklahoma," mm. and then. What else was it? There was like one more that was like just stuck on it. I don't remember, but Ragged is the Road, maybe. I don't remember, but oh, yeah, Reckless Kelly. That was a good yeah. one. And then that it was, was just, yeah. I, uh, I saw, I went to three different Ragweed concerts before I actually got to play or see them play. I got kicked out the, before they got on stage. The first <laughs> rage. Um, but. They, uh, I got to see Mickey in the motor cars, and uh, and it was like it was. I, I didn't know their music well enough to like. I knew Ragweed a little bit, and uh, but like Mickey in the motors cars came on, and I like I didn't know that's who was playing. I just uh, I was like, this doesn't sound like Ragweed, but I love it. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, and then I got kicked out for. I actually wasn't even drinking at the time. I was just holding somebody else's beer and. Uh, didn't matter they kicked my ass out yeah. Yeah. bastards yeah and then the 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 other time i i was 
I, was, I probably deserved it, but hey, <laughs> anyways, the third time I, I saw him play, I was I was a huge fan of him at that point. Um, one of the more disappointing concerts I'd ever been to, though. Like they were just not very good live. I I, I didn't, and I still, I just don't care for for ragweed live or Cody Canada. I've seen seen him live several times now, and I'm just like. Mm. I'd rather listen to him in, in my pickup, you know. Yeah, I like I'm it. I, those, he's, yeah. he's not a he's not a show, but like I, I will drive a long way to go watch Jason Bolin play. Same way yeah. with Orb Turnpike. I mean, I I I flew. I bought two hundred and fifty dollar a seat tickets at Red Rocks to to see Turnpike. I mean, I I'll I'll go through some hoops for guys that that put on a show and uh, man. I'll tell you who puts on a hell of a show, and that's Ian Munsick and Ryan Charles. You listen to any of their stuff? Um, I've uh, a little bit, you know, like he's Ian Munsick's getting real poppy, but he's just uh, yeah, I you're not wrong, but man, we went to some of the like when that Ryan Charles was first starting, I didn't even know who he was. We went to an Ian Munsick show, it was down in Omaha, actually at the Bentley dealership, in the oh, Bentley yeah. dealership, and Man, it was a hell of a show. And but after the show, they were out in the crowd drinking beer with everybody. Like it's a good show. Are there people that can afford Bentleys in Omaha? In Omaha, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they come from from somewhere else. But. I mean, I guess Omaha's like old school packing country too. So yeah, I mean, the Omaha stockyards were huge, but, yeah, but they're no big, more. Yeah, that's big money though. That uh, that those uh. I had this uh, this history of the meatpacking industry has got me down a rabbit hole, man. Like oh man, like, I dig I dig it. This this right up my alley. The meatpacking one, yeah. Um, but oh yeah, so um, I, I've seen I've seen Cody Canada play, and I just like I like his music a lot. I don't like him as a person at all. I've I've. Uh, uh, just from what I've seen in concerts, and I met him at at uh, Brown Brothers reunion, and like uh, he's nice enough. He just like he just like I know that I would not like that guy if I hung out with him. <laughs> you yeah. know, I know there's him. always those you just gotta take them at face value and be like, I like your music, and we're gonna stop there because I would hate you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, uh, but then there's like I, I feel like me and Evan Felker would be really good friends. Like I've I've um, I've called Core Blunt my best friend for a long time, <laughs> um, but like and and I've met Corb and we you know we we've talked and and like I I know that guy's pretty cool like he's a weird weird guy but like that's a, that's a cool cool son of a bitch. I um, mean he's Canadian so that that gives him a little bit you know. <clears throat> he he uh he, he, he just set the bar pretty low you know <laughs> exactly. So when they're pretty cool, you know, then then it just seems like they're even they're even cooler just because you set the bar low already. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, it, like you guys elected Trudeau. Most, most yeah. There's like, there's that. I I feel like you've earned the shit talking at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, then when we get into elections, you know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. So. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I've got a strike on YouTube already, so we'll just say that um, <laughs> when I'm 
I believe that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. He won that election. Well, I agree. With, I will agree with that. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just leave that election nonsense alone because uh, I, I don't care that much about it. I, I don't I don't have a strong enough opinion one way or the other. And uh, it's not worth getting another strike over. So I hear you. I hear you. We'll let that one go. Yeah, like I said, you guys you guys elected Trudeau multiple times. I feel like uh yeah, I, I feel like you've earned all the shit talking that we give you at this point. I know we elected Biden and and we deserve some sort of shit talking, but I mean, come on, you're still Canada. I just want to point out that, you know, Canada tried to silence an American last week on YouTube and it didn't work out for them. Did they? Are you have you seen that deal? Uh-uh. Sean Ryan, you know who that is? Sean Ryan show. Ah, the name sounds familiar. Is he a military guy? Yeah, he was a SEAL. Yeah, they uh, he had the Canadian sniper on that. Um, I don't want to mess it up, but I, if I recall right, he left because he left the military in Canada because he would not get the vaccine. But, oh, and they uh, Sean had him on his show. And Canada sent him like a cease and desist, basically. Really? Yeah. And like security secrets or what? Well, no, it was just because I mean, well, yeah, that's what they were trying to claim, I think. Mm -hmm. But it didn't fly because as Sean posted all of his like letters between his attorney and Canada and everything. So you can go check it out. But I don't yeah. want to say the wrong stuff. So go check it out sometime when you get a chance. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do that. That's that's funny crazy crazy that that uh you know i i just want to know the story like at, at this point like uh the, like the the game is up they 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 did what they were going to do on on covid i just want to know like what what actually happened what was the end goal like at this point i'm just it's just out of curiosity's sake i know nobody's going to that like no heads are going to roll over it oh no and nobody will see jail time. Uh, so no. I'll, I'll, and, and you know what? I'll just, I'll, I'll grant them that. Just like, let me know what, what was it and what, it was, yeah. how'd you do it and what, why? Exactly. Now, I, I just feel a lot better if that, that's the case. And you're like, ah, all right. So now I, it'll at least give me a, a better way to prepare to, to not pay them any money, you know? Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but like where we live and, it didn't affect me really like at all. And I know it affected a lot of people, but I mean, the main thing that pissed me off was like school with my kids. But other than that, it was, it was ops normal for us. Well, it was, yeah, like normal life was fine. It was just anytime I wanted to go anywhere, I was just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was that. It was just like, like you, like you go, go get on the airplane. And you're just like, Oh shit. Yeah. I guess people do wear masks all the time <laughs> fuck uh, all right and then yeah it was it was just it was it was just a series of minor annoyances more than anything yeah and, that and the division it caused i mean that yeah. was completely uncalled for but yeah I, and it just it was so just so dumb and like <sighs> and you could it was very apparent if you looked at it f from with a somewhat educated open mind that it was like this thing's really not 
it's not that bad for most yeah. people. Yeah. For most of the people, it's not that bad. And then they're like, no, you got to take a shot or you'll lose your job. And you're like, oh, oh, oh the fuck. I <laughs> do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was just, yeah, it was, it was, what a wild time. Yeah. And now, like, I, I just find it very convenient how they're, they're all of a sudden, like, the government recognizes that it probably came from the Wuhan lab. Right as as we're like doing like naval drills in the South China Sea and yeah, everything's just, real convenient. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're uh, all of a sudden they're they're you know the as Mark Milley was saying like Ukraine's going to have to come to the negotiating table here pretty soon. And like uh, yeah, wrap it up, Ukraine. We got to go fight China now. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, what a what a what a train wreck! Of a <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't have asked for a bigger one. No, and then and like, literal train wrecks. Literal train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still waiting on my uh, on my turtles and the rat from from East Palace. Nobody shipped those yet. Not yet. Ah, come on, Ohio. I know what the fuck. That's a shitty have- state, anyway. Yeah, I mean, they don't. I don't think they probably have very big rats there. It's not like New York City rats, but yeah. You ever you ever been in New York City? I've never been to New York City. No. It's uh, I I, I recommend going going one time. But I'd probably wait till they get uh somebody who's ready to crack some heads in as mayor because right now it's probably not real safe. <laughs> right now, yeah, no. I mean, I lived just outside of New Orleans for three years, so. Eh, well, yeah. No. Right. How was that? Um. Well, I was like, let's see, 20, 22, 23, 24-ish, I think. So it was a hell of a party, but it's not a place I'd want to live anymore. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, see the... Outside of Fort Collins, I've always lived in real small towns like so uh, Walsh, Colorado, about 500 people in the mailing district. I think the town itself, I don't know, a couple hundred, 300 yeah. maybe. Um, big Sandy, Montana. That was about the same. Um, Ulysses, Kansas. Uh, they might be 10,000. Maybe. I don't think they're that big though. Probably, probably 5,000. Syracuse is about fifteen hundred, and then yeah, where I'm now it's about fifteen hundred. So yeah, small towns. That's what uh, that's my jam. Yeah, that's where we're at now. I think the the town that our actual address is tied to is like three forty five. I think somewhere nice. in there. Now, are you guys in in Sand Hills or no? Not not Sand Hill Country yet. So we're okay. We're still in the Plains area. Okay, I didn't think you guys were that far west, but I I love it out there. But no, we're not that far west yet. Hopefully, yeah. one day though. Yeah, Sand Hills. I've only been out there the the one time, but it was it was it was neat. And then then you know I was out there by I went to North Platte and uh, <coughs> and Curtis. Um, yeah, so you're like kind of edge. Was that the? Would you say that's like the edge of the Sand Hills kind of? Yeah, yeah, on the other side there, yep. Yeah, 
So I, I didn't like you kind of get a little bit of a, a feeling of it in Curtis because there's there's a few hills there, but then that yeah. panhandle in Nebraska is just flat as fuck. Oh yeah, like that that might be the most like miserable country I've ever seen. I've lived in some miserable country. Guy yeah, used to work for you say you could uh, send your dog after cattle and watch him go for three days. Mm-hmm. And, and like that's nothing different from home, but the the wind and the cold hit harder up in that part of the world, you know. Yeah, that wind's rough. Uh, I, I'm u- used to the wind, but like it gets colder up there than it did where I was at, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that that's a miserable part of the world. I, you're not wrong, but damn, I love it here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm from North Carolina originally, but damn, I love it here. Yeah. What what part of North Carolina? Um, mountainside. Well, foothills actually, but just Boone's what everybody knows. There's like okay. Boone, Winston-Salem is like kind of the two closest towns that people would actually know or Statesville. So like that foothills area. Okay. Hey, look, I know you're you're enjoying this show that we're you know that we're balls deep in here but i gotta pay some bills around here and this company bubs naturals they are helping me do so and they also sell a lot of good stuff so you go to bubsnaturals.com it's named after glenn bub doherty uh who was a he was a special operator cia guy uh was one of the one of the guys that was killed in during the Benghazi raid, uh, his best friend started up this company kind of in honor of him. They're both uh, <clears throat> very active guys, and they wanted just good, clean supplements, and that's what these are. Uh, I take the the collagen in my coffee along with MCT oil. It's a powder, uh, kind of very, very slightly sweet, um, like very faint sweet taste to it but also got a kind of a creamy texture it's good stuff they also have coffee now i haven't tried it yet Uh, might have to and um looks like maybe they got some uh some like gatorade type mix but uh it's all it's all good clean stuff Uh, apple cider vinegar gummies which are awesome apple cider vinegar is great for you uh collagen supposed to uh, what, what do they say on this let's let's take a look um, it fuels the body while replenishing with replenishing amino acids that turn back the clock on an aging. Um, and it's, uh, it's supposed to be good for your skin and your joints and, uh, your hair, your nails, all, all the good stuff. Um, it's, yeah, just a scoop in your coffee. It's flavorless. Don't taste it at all. And, uh, and it just, uh, I th- it's good for inflammation and all sorts of good stuff. Um, all in all, these guys pay me pretty well when you guys buy stuff. So please do, and I, I highly recommend their products. Uh, I, Like I said, I, I take them every day. Got this stuff on order. Um, got this stuff on order. And uh, and the gummies I've got coming every, every couple of weeks. Uh, help me kind of stay halfway young. I know my hair doesn't look it, but I'm, I'm not that old yet. So uh, And I want to be able to to wrestle around with my kids and beat them for a long time yet. So, um, like I want to dominate them so they know that I'm, I'm the alpha. And, uh, so I'm doing all, all I can to, 
<clears throat> to kind of help <clears throat> stay one step ahead of those little fuckers. And Bub's Naturals uh, does it for me. <clears throat> helps helps get me there. So, anyways, go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the promo code BURNINDAYLIGHT. That's all one word. Uh, you'll get 20% off uh, your order, and I will get a commission on that. So, uh, thanks to Bub's Naturals. Go check out their stuff. I think you'll like it, and uh, I know I do. So, uh, bubsnaturals.com, promo code BURNINDAYLIGHT for 20%. Now, we can go ahead get back in to the show. What, uh... Like, it's pretty heavy woods through there, isn't it? Heavy woods, yeah. That's when when I first came out here, I told my wife there was no trees. And she's like, well, there's a tree over there. And then I took her back there, and she's like, okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I didn't get to see any of uh, North Carolina, really, but... Right. but it was it was in the it was in the middle of the night so yeah like we we hit the tennessee line like right around uh sun up so like I, I i caught just a little bit of uh i guess that'd be the smoky mountains there wouldn't it yep sure would yeah so i caught caught a little bit of the north carolina side of the smoky mountains as the sun was coming up and then going into into tennessee was pretty neat but um yeah my my sister lives still lives out there i've never been to north carolina yet i've been to south carolina but i haven't i haven't never went back there to visit them i've also never been to iowa either and my, my one of my other sisters lives there so ooh man i don't know which one's worse <laughs> i i do not like north carolina i mean i used to i mean it was where i grew up but whew, i don't like it anymore <laughs> you're like the you guys are like the the East Coast, Colorado, where it was like kind of like a working class, uh, kind of, I wouldn't say like a real solid Republican state, but like a like lean Republican just about yeah. every election. But then you got invaded by like the Northeast. Yeah. So, like where I'm from, actually, they, I still catch it on Facebook because it pops up every now and then, but they do like a vote of the most conservative county in the state. And uh -huh. it's like routinely the county I'm from. Yeah. But what you're talking about, like the Northeast invasion, man, everybody came down there and took tobacco ground because they couldn't plant tobacco anymore, that whole situation, and turned into Christmas tree farms and, you know, vineyards and all that. So, and then if, if they're not growing Christmas trees or trying to make wine, they're making meth. So, you know, flip a coin. It's, it's, I hate to say it, but I'll take the California migrants over the North because the Californians don't have that God awful accent. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, they're pretty much identical. Yeah. I hear you there. Fuck. My accent kind of fades, but the more I drink, the more it comes out. <laughs> yeah, California just—they uh, invaded Colorado. They're—they're they're invaded Nevada, invading Idaho. They're just like <sighs> the worst part is it's and it's, I don't know what it is about those fucking lefties. It's like they leave some place that they destroyed with their stupid politics and then they move somewhere else and vote the exact same shit in. It's very British of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> British, by the way. I don't I feel like we don't say that enough as Americans. Like fuck the Brits. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. I mean I don't like that we're allies with them, honestly. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like we should hate them more. I think the other day is uh, Prince Harry said that he thought the First Amendment was uh, was bonkers. I think's what he said. And I'm like, <laughs> well, we don't have to give a fuck what you think. No, I've, no, we haven't cared what you've thought for almost three centuries now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty sure we're over that one. <clears throat> hey, we we saved you from Hitler, buddy. Yeah. Oh. How about a thank you? Mm. Goebbels would have raped your grandmother. If he <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. Like those inbred fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if nothing, I could look at Joe Biden and think, God, what a what a just sad state of affairs. But then I can look and say, like, now you have a King Charles sausage fingers. And you're like, <laughs> still better than you fuckers. <laughs> Still got it better than you. <laughs> oh man, I was listening to the fence post politics today on the way back from feeding, and I heard the your buddy that you always have on talking about the the whole whispering situation. Man, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's oh, what a turd. I I just ah, you know it, it just. It, it really makes you miss Trump. Like I, I enjoy the. I I really enjoy some of the the clips about Joe Biden. But like it's honestly, it's just kind of sad at this point. You're just like, oh yeah. Everybody knows what this is. Like just just get him out of there so we actually have a you know somebody that who, who's actually calling the shots. <laughs> Like sure. we can be mad at them. But like I don't know who's calling the shots, but it's not <laughs> that guy. No, it's not him. No. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so like at least with Trump, you knew he thought he was calling the shots. Like it turns out the deep state was calling most of the shots, but like he he at least uh, <laughs> he was at least a good figurehead for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. No doubt, like this is who was the president. But like, it, is it Jill? It's not Kamala either, but is uh, is it Barack still pulling the strings? Is it Soros? You know, I don't know, but it's not Joe. Well, I <laughs> think Jill said he was going to run for re-election, right? But not him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was right. It's weird. Fucking weird. But then you look at fucking Prince Harry and King Charles, and you're like, <laughs> we're still not as stupid as the Brits. <laughs> still a step above that. Fuck you guys. Yeah. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. What a. Oh. And uh, like honestly, though, I'm not sure there's any any world leader that I, I I particularly care for at this point. Like like Putin's a real, real piece of shit. He's <laughs> a real piece of shit. Um, I don't know who the British guy is anymore. Like they, at least they can throw their leader out uh, periodically, you know, <laughs> they, I mean, isn't it them that has a lot of fights on their, not Senate floor, but whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Parliament and parliament. House. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
and, and so you had you have the commons and the lords and the, and the the house of lords you're not allowed to to like get all unruly but the house of commons they don't give a fuck <laughs> can you imagine if there was a fight on our senate floor there would be broken hips everywhere man. you know i would actually i would i think maybe, maybe we should like, oh i'd pay to see it for sure i, I want to see dan crenshaw fight thomas massey like crunch huh. out the fuck out of him but you know like thomas massey's might have some sort of like jujitsu skills that we don't know about you know because he's he's kind of a savant so you never know <sighs> fucking crenshaw what a turd <laughs> whoever came up with eye patch mccain as uh as, <laughs> exactly like, I was getting ready to say that, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> such a such a perfect nickname for him because he, he's that's yeah he's just uh, he he's just the new new John McCain. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, Nikki Haley. She's uh, Lindsey Graham with bigger balls. <laughs> You like ruined my night with Lindsey Graham a few weeks ago, man. I don't even want to go down that road again. <laughs> did you uh, did you look up the the Lindsey Graham ladybugs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thank yeah. God there's no pictures of that at oh, early. Fuck. I, I, <laughs> but the story was. <laughs> I, I believe the guy. You know, I think it's true. <laughs> I, I, Yes, I I believe I believe so. He's he's fucking um, the dude from House of Cards. Like he's just a gayer version of Kevin. Not Kevin. Is that Kevin Spacey? Yeah, it is Kevin Spacey, isn't it? Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. He's just a gayer version of that that character. Yeah, he, he is <laughs> like he is Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that. Whew. Yeah, just politicians in general. Gross. In general. Gross. So, you went to this cattleman's meeting the other day, or this is like NCBA group? It's Yeah, it's the, the county affiliate of the NCBA, yeah. And you, you were going in there to raise some hell. What was going well, on? Well, just obligated by work, for one. <laughs> so, uh, but, I don't know, it's just just like politicians, because that's all they are. You know, they, oh yeah, they care about the little guy, but then go on their website and look at, you know, how much your dues are if you have X amount ahead, and then just keep going down the list. And then you get to where you're adding, you know, X amount of dollars per head above that. And then look at what they do throughout the year. I mean, are they there to throw a big ass party in New Orleans or are they there to actually work for somebody? Because no one really knows, I don't think. I mean, yeah. They can throw a party. Yeah, we'll give them that. They are good at that. I, I've never been to that that deal, but I hear it's a hell of a good time. Yeah, and but what do they accomplish? I mean, they're, it's just more politician, just, just more politicking because they just say what you want to hear at the time, but then what gets accomplished. And then I don't think RCAF's any better. We're not going to say, I'm not going to say RCAF is. It's just a different color. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, yeah, they've got a, 
the the spokesperson slash lobbyist for the the U.S. cattle cattlemen's is a like raging lefty. Yeah, from what I can tell. Yeah, and and you're just like, so I don't something they paying her salary, you know? Yeah. So something they said the other night was, you know, we can't put down fake meat. Well, why the fuck not? <laughs> And that's me not being a politician, but yeah. at the same time, no, we're not, we're not here to support that agenda. Our agenda is getting beef on plates. Right. And, and like, we don't have a hard time at doing it either. That's, no. that's so, the thing. Like you don't, I, I don't think you have to do much to push back on the fake meat shit, except point out how fucking weird it is. Yeah. And people will most likely be turned away from it. You don't. No. You don't even have to try that hard. No, you're, you're right. <laughs> and I mean, what really started my whole disliking NCBA deal was so I was pretty conservative for a while. Like, grew up that way and kind of raised that way and stayed that. Well, my wife's pretty libertarian. I mean, she's far libertarian. Well, she started pulling me her her way, and now I, I'm there with her 100. Yeah. percent But we were at an NCBA meeting and I don't know, this is maybe two years ago. And the guy speaking said, well, what we really need here, there was a lot of stuff going on that night. People in the audience kind of getting worked up. And the guy said, what we really need is we need the government to put up two guardrails for us to stay between. And that way we know where our lane is. And that's when I lost it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, well, so, and so this is like part of the, I remember it all started with that the fair cattle markets yeah. campaign that and I just like the whole industry looked like a bunch of fucking assholes on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And so then like I was like, we gotta figure something out. So I had every one of those motherfuckers on. The NCBA guy was the most polished by far, and he yeah. talked about uh whatever it is that NCBA talks about but it like it, it was very politician like and then you had the RCAF people who make a lot of sense um but also they do not compromise whatsoever and they're like man if they're comprom- like as long as the compromise is a step in your direction fucking take yeah, it exactly and, you got to play ball to win <laughs> i mean you're not giving up ground from where we currently are, as long as you're coming your our direction, take the deal. Yeah. We can always come back again. But no, they're just like, it's all or nothing. And uh-huh. and then like I hear like you get in some of those those conversations on Facebook or whatever and, and like follow through the comments and they're like, we need to nationalize the beef industry. And like, are you fucking retarded? Yeah. Like, I mean, are you f- retarded? Just like look at chickens, look at pork. I am no fan of the packing industry at all, but you know who I don't want running the packing industry is literal government agents. Like (laughs) that, like we doesn't sound good. That's how famines start. Yeah, I think Ireland figured that out, right? (laughs) 
Um, Ireland, um, well, the Soviet Union, they, they figured it out, but they yeah. just didn't have any choice. <laughs> the people, people running it, they just like, oh, we'll ignore that until <laughs> it happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing that, that anybody still has like, like it, it honestly boggles my mind when people have faith that the government won't won't like more concentration of the government don't yeah how, how's that ever gonna work yeah yeah and there's like well no they're russian so it's different they're like, mm. what so a, like what i will say the local chapter here is doing like the beef in schools and we're small enough around here that you know that's a good thing and they're taking they're you know the county cattlemen's is taking beef to the locker and that locker is processing for the school and it's getting in there. I mean, that's great, but that's at the County level and that's how everything should be. Yeah. I mean, smallest level possible. I think so too. Like, I, I think, I, I don't know if I could ever go full anarchist. I just like at some point governments pop up like yeah. how small they are. They it just always does. Um, so yeah, I, I just, uh, I want a government so small I can barely see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, <clears throat> you know, they're, uh, like, it's really funny listening to some of these Republicans push this, this, uh, flat tax that they're, they're, they're trying to get passed. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, and they're like, yo, it's, it's a consumption tax. It's, it's way better than income tax. I'm like, okay. But not at 30 fucking percent, you motherfucker. No. So that's what I'm not gonna pay thirteen dollars for for my six packs instead instead of ten. No, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and in the meantime, you're not repealing the income tax. So no, so now do this they're both gonna be on the table. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be the the small government guys, huh? And you wonder how them saying that how how they still think it's a good idea. I, yeah, I don't know. Like um, Chip Roy, I've I just got to. I I kind of like Chip Roy, but he was like, "I'm not voting for any more taxes until the income tax is off the table." Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's like, we we can talk about a fair tax after we, we repeal repeal the income tax. What? Well, fuck yeah! That you know, I I would say no. I'm not going to have a conversation about taxes. We're going to repeal the the income tax and then leave it at that yeah <laughs> um exactly. but chip roy's got a good position i like that it's not as far as i'd go but i like that one so one thing i wanted to know the other night because i heard it just last week from two people that they were you know adamantly supported about this h2a situation i do you deal with many h2a guys out there the south africans that come over and work on the work visa um I know a lot of people that, that do um, or that they have worked with them. I don't know if they, I, I know a lot of people that have, but uh, um, not, not really out here. So uh, back home though, quite a few. Yeah. I'll say Nebraska's pretty heavily dependent on it. Really. I mean, a lot of the work that we do, the people don't want general people don't want to do. And mm -hmm. these, these Republicans go on 
or Ingram or whatever, you know, and they say, well, we're taking jobs away from American people. Well, actually, we're not, or these jobs would be filled. The people don't want to work, so we're going to get people in here that want to work. And then, so I posed that question the other night, and I said, you know, there's two names that are people in this room are pretty fond of that uh, are adamantly against this H-2A deal, and they said they they will not budge until it's shut down. And they're like, well, we, we understand, that, very politic answer, we understand that you know, there's need for people in the workforce. Okay, that didn't answer my question. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's, uh, it's the same way with the, the, you know, at the border, like the Mexican workers have, give me Mexican workers all day long. The white mm -hmm. boys are lazy as fuck. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I went straight from the border Mexicans. I don't, I don't want the, the second, third generation because they're, they become white at this point and they, and they're lazy as fuck. Well, I came from a dairy and a tobacco farm and who do you think did most of that work? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Like try finding a white guy that's under middle management at a dairy. I yeah. try. I, I, yeah. I challenge you. Yeah. Not going to happen. Mm. I mean, I still deal with a dairy pretty frequently and same. Yeah. Same situation because nobody will work. Nobody wants to do that work anymore. It's it's uh, like Guatemalan and uh, El Salvador and Ecuador or not, yeah. not Ecuador, Guatemala, Nicaragua. That's the other one. Yeah, we got some. Uh, I think they're from Honduras. We got some of those here too. Honduras too, yeah, yeah. Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua, all of them. We yeah. actually got some neighbors uh, from there, and they don't speak English. And they come up. They uh, they keep some cattle in a little chain link pen in their backyard. <laughs> and they come up. I was working my horse. Of, I think it was back during the fall, and he comes up, and he's. They don't speak great English, but I mean, they're nice enough. But he's like. He just does this and he acts like he's swinging a rope and he points that way. And I was like, okay, they're out. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, and I don't, I really don't have any, any issue with any of them. Like they're, nope. it, it's funny. Like, I guess I had the, you know, I had more of a, I don't know if you call it a luxury or something. I just had a different experience growing up because I, I had a adopted brother from, off the streets of Vietnam and another adopted brother off the streets of uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. So, uh, yeah. they, uh, they opened my eyes to a lot of, a lot of different like culture and like everybody's a little bit racist and, uh, deep down, but it's not like, it's usually not a hatred. It's just like, you don't know that culture like that, yeah. like just a completely different culture. And, yeah, and like we're we're just tribal as people. So like when you see something you don't understand, you're like, mm, I don't like that. Yeah. Like yeah. horses, we're gonna herd up. Yeah, exactly. And then like yeah, you know, you get like that's that's why I, I won't ever like talk shit on the college experience. I'll talk shit on like the college industrial complex, but yeah. Um but like the actual college experience is awesome. I like I I, had, I met some of my best friends there and and you just get to see more of the world and you get to interact with people from different, different. And particularly if you're coming from a, a rural area, that's yeah. so, so, so important. Well, I only went to a tech school, but I went to the military after that. So it was kind of, you get the same, the same deal. Well, what you branch know. are you? Coast Guard. Yes. Oh. It's still the military. Damn it. 
<laughs> I I guess I I don't I've never met anybody that that went Coast Guard. How was that? It was all right, you know. I mean, looking back, it was better than it was while it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, so what was your uh, what was your job in the Coast Guard? I was a machinery technician. Yeah, worked uh, mostly small boats the whole time, though. Mm. Did like aids to navigation. So like river stuff. I was actually, that's how I met my wife. I got stationed in Omaha, Nebraska out of boot camp in the coast guard. Not what you would expect. So <laughs> Omaha's on the Missouri river, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and that's a, that's a big fucking river. It is. Uh, they've closed it now this far up to commercial traffic, but at the time that's why there was a coast guard base there. Cause it was open to commercial traffic. Yeah. Um, is it due to the, the water level or just i think it's just the lack of what's up here anymore i mean they they used to ship a lot of grain a lot of fertilizer down this river from up this way but they just don't anymore i mean it goes on rail or it it goes on trucks and yeah mm. it's uh yeah i like i don't i don't ever you don't think of Omaha much, but like Omaha was a kind of a, it was kind of a, there's like, there wasn't there a lot of, of factories in Omaha as well. Yeah. Like you had the stockyards, you had kill plants. Yeah. And, uh, but like, it was a pretty in like a heavy industrial area. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you don't think of it a lot. When I got stationed here, I didn't even know where it was at the time, but yeah. I'm from North Carolina. So we'll, you know, we'll, slide over that <laughs> no, i didn't i didn't really know what it was until like uh, you know you start start researching history a little bit and you're like oh omaha was a, kind of a big and then also like it's got a like the only black people in nebraska live in omaha <laughs> i mean it seems that way sometimes but well, i think i mean other well i guess lincoln you know they're either on the basketball or the football team and then they're the rest of the the black people in, in Nebraska live in the, uh, in Omaha, but that like, cause that's where the factories were. And then the, yeah. when the, the former slaves migrated North, uh, you know, to, to get factory jobs, a lot of them were in Omaha, like packing plant or I like, I don't know what all the other factories there were, but I know like there's a, there's plenty of commerce just, just based off of the packing plant. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure all the all the fertilizer stuff all the the canning just uh the the tannering tannering yeah, I think, whatever if i remember right there used to be like a campbell soup factory or something i think right. and there was like there was a big beer uh was it stroh's or something i don't remember but yeah, yeah. i'm not sure but like yeah uh, well, but all those midwestern cities used to be like that they're they're all on a big river and yeah. uh <laughs> And it all is all based around either like coal, steel, or packing houses. Mm -hmm. For the most part, I mean, uh, Pennsylvania was oil, though. I guess. I think a lot of coal country up there too, isn't there? I think I've so. been there. I've been there once to get a stock trailer and nearly killed an Amish family. <laughs> <laughs> I've only when I was real young. I think we drove through a little corner of it. In the in the West Virginia, was it right there in that Ohio, Pennsylvania? Yeah, the Ohio River Valley area, right there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, 
but like we and I remember going going through the Cleveland. My first um, major league baseball game was at at the Jake there in the, in Cleveland. But um, but I've never really spent any time in, in that part of the Midwest. But there are a lot of people who live through there too. Oh yeah, we bought a trailer direct from the EB factory there. Uh, EB oh. stock trailers, you know, and uh, went there to get it. And I was by myself and. It was foggy and yeah, hooked up and ready to get out of there and start heading down the road and came around a corner and there was an Amish buggy going down the road and locked her down and it was close. That's my only memory of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, just outside of just like cutting that little corner of it going into West Virginia, I don't, I don't remember much of it at all. And, uh, well, I mean, I'm just, I've never been through um, my, my little brother, the black one, the Haitian one. He, he went to uh, had a cousin that was uh, in uh, Philadelphia, I think. And so he spent a little bit of time back there, but I spent some time in New York and uh, actually I spent a week on uh, Martha's Vineyards uh two or three different times i think and uh so like I, i've i've visited the east coast a little at least the like the northeast and from massachusetts all the way down to dc i've kind of been up and down there quite a little bit yeah. and it's neat to see a lot of fucking history through there I, i'd like got a lot of north carolina too like that same way you guys got a lot of history oh yeah for sure a lot of battlefields a lot of I mean, all that stuff. They had the fucking sequester cuts going on when we were on our honeymoon. So, like, that's when the government shut down and uh, for, like, two months or whatever. Yeah. And uh, didn't get to go see Fort Sumter, except we had the boat around it. Like, yeah, I've been there. I've been to that one. That was pretty cool. I, I wanted to go, but no. The, the two assholes two asshole parties couldn't decide who was going to spend money. So they, uh, they shut down Fort Sumter when, when we were there for in Charleston for a honeymoon. I'm like, you motherfuckers. See, I was still in the Coast Guard then, so, you know, any military members wondering if they're going to get paid when that stuff happens. And, you know. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that, that's it's funny how the, the military gets, you know, close to a trillion dollars every year, but like your average, like your guy that's been in five years made sergeant is making maybe 30,000. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Military industrial complex is doing good though. No. Yeah. The Rand corporations. <laughs> yeah, they're doing great. Record <laughs> high. You know, and at being, uh, being like a military history nerd, and just like a guy that likes, you know, like I'm not a, I'm not a gun guy. You know, like I love guns, but like I'm not, I'm not a gun guy. You know, like I'm not gonna, I, I don't, I'm not a gun nerd, I guess. You know, like, right. but I, like I, I've, I've got my 223 and I've got a couple 12 gauges. I've got a pistol, but allegedly, you know. Yeah. You, but you lost them in a boating accident, right? No, actually, fuck off. Come, come get him. I don't <laughs> I, I have a right to them and uh, fuck it. Uh, and, uh, but I, like, I, I'm not the guy that goes and buys all the ammo and all the guns, every paycheck and, yeah. and knows all the details. Like, I'm not that, 
that into it. Like I, I've got enough to where like I can at least put up a decent fight before you know for a little while, anyways. <laughs> but but I'm also like I just rather not. I'd like to I'd, I'd punch cows. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I I don't know where I was going with that point, but um, <laughs> I'm sure it was good. We need them within within like 28 foot, you know. Well, I don't know how big of a rope you pack out there, but I I I do. I've done both. I I've, I've I tied hard before, but I I carry a 60 footer um, just just because I like. Oh, that's that's what I like nowadays. It's kind of fun. I keep meaning that I need to try out one of them cottons. Never I, have. It probably not great in the summer because you guys get pretty humid out there, don't you? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, we get some humidity. Yeah, I hear those those cotton, at least uh, at least the untreated ones. I don't know about the the, the well. <clears throat> that guy that from uh, North Carolina that was on the other night, he he said he uh, he got one and he liked it a lot. But when when it got wet, it was yeah, they're like swinging a cable. Yeah, that guy. That's a wild deal down there on the coast, man. That's crazy. That was a cool picture. I yeah. Uh, that, that was uh, that was a hell know, of a story. Yeah, and, and I, I guess uh, in that deepest sand, I mean, you know, they, they're gonna they're, they're gonna get tired pretty quick. So, yeah. have a fast horse, <laughs> you know, they uh, that that old steer is gonna tire out pretty quick. Yeah, I worked a cell barn there, but it was on the other side of the state, so it was a little different. Yeah. Um. What what's the, the like the average herd size in North Carolina about like 20, 20, 30. Uh just like a little small farm, family yeah. farm deal. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's farmer for sure, you know. I would no cowboy in it. It's it, <laughs> it's bibs and we're gonna chase them with the pickup. There you go. <laughs> just hillbilly shit. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's funny. I uh it's funny how like the how those southern guys will call themselves cowboy and they're like we got a different definition of cowboy you know yeah it it changed for me i mean for sure <laughs> i mean the the you know like i said it was 2030 back there and then the first feed yard i worked on out here so my first experience you know with nebraska cattle was 6000 head yard and i'm like mm-hmm. holy shit you know, we went from thirty to six thousand, and then yeah. we we go a little more west, and it's ninety five thousand. <laughs> yeah, the numbers yeah. are gaining. Mm-hmm. Well, then we had uh, yeah. So, I, and then like where I grew up was was sure enough. There's some cowboy cowboy outfits, but you get further west, and and shit just gets big and open because like it's just oh yeah. It, yeah, it just all the all the especially when you get into like Utah, Nevada, um, Wyoming, Idaho, uh-huh. like man, you're like Elko County shit. Like every one of them ranches has like ten thousand head, seems like. And well, you, you cross the line at one point where it goes from the equivalent of an acre is a section. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when it gets real. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. When they t- when they talk about sections, or, or they'll or they just say the permit. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, or they're, they're they're yeah. You're you're not talking in acres and and uh, parcels. You're talking in ranges. They're like oh, yeah, exactly. Range and, yeah, and like it just it gets big. But there is a point where where cowboy and cowboy, and I mean, like the the guy I worked for at the cell barn back there in North Carolina. I mean, he's a flat out hand. He drags bulls for PBRs and stuff. I mean, he is a hand, and I guarantee you could take him. I mean, he could come out here anywhere you take him. He's a hand. Yeah, but then you got guys that think they're hands, and yeah. No, oh, I know it's. No, I I think everybody knows. Like, I and I, I'm thinking we're gonna have to like when we do this uh the the formal debate, I'm gonna have to change the instead of just making it puncher versus buckaroo because anybody that I'd want to argue like the buckaroo side of thing or the puncher side of thing, they're also hands, so they're gonna realize like ah. Eh, you're not winning this argument either, anyway, because everybody realizes just it depends on how you did, how how you grew up, what what terrain you had, how, and uh, and and there's a reason for for why people do everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, so, well, any guy that says like uh, you should never have rubber on your horn, no, regardless of the situation, you're always dallying on slick. That guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same way it's like uh, the the only tie hard guy. Well, like yeah. Okay, go try trailing cattle off cattle off the mountain, and, and you got to rope something tied hard. Oh, yeah. There goes your horse too. Yeah. And it's like no, like yeah. Anybody who's like that that dead set on anything, you're like no, you're a fucking idiot. You don't because yeah. you haven't been around enough. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why there's buckaroo country and there's puncher country. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why those styles work and where they do. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. Now the silver, that's just for show. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's all just style points. Oh yeah. And, and typically the buckaroos have the edge on that because they, uh, well, it's a lot longer in between towns uh, out there too, so they don't go to town as much. So they ain't got nothing better to do, but you know, save up their money for, for a fancy silver bit. So that's right. why typically more bling on their, on their, their gear. I think I, I'd like to think, I, I don't think I'm much of a hand, but I like to think I'm a mix of the both just because of all the people I've worked with. Mm. I mean, the guy that really taught me the most of what I know, he was, he was actually from Illinois and I mean, he's a hell of a hand, but he cowboyed in Colorado most of his life. So it's uh. It's crazy. Um, you, uh, you like you can go li- read some of those old books, like the like the Charlie Russell books, and and they talk about the you know like the Great Basin guys coming up to Montana or where like but the first cattle up in Montana were were driven by punchers, you know. And, but yeah. Teddy Blue Abbott, he was he was a Nebraska kid <laughs> that that <laughs> went to Texas and then got the cattle and, and pushed them up to Montana. So. Like it was, it's always been just a conglomeration of everything. Yeah. Um, like all the, all the Californian and, and Mexican guys, they were, they were buckaroo types. Um, but so were the Mormons cause that's where they, you know, that's, they settled in buckaroo country. Yeah. And, uh, but then you had like all your sod busters that, that came, came from like the Midwest and they had their style of, uh, of, stockmanship but they kind of 
Yeah, they they had they did their home their own thing, and then Texas is. I mean, it Texas, is Texas. Yeah, and then you have the fucking Florida crackers too. Like, they, yeah, that's they some sure enough hands come out of that country. I mean, like Adams Ranch down there in Florida. You ever heard of that one? The which one? Adams in Florida, Adams Ranch. Is that the the big Mormon owned ranch? Yes. Well, wait. Uh, I think it is now. But yeah, I know which one. I know what you're talking about. But it's got like eighty thousand head of mama cows or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I've heard of it. Then that's all swamp country too. Yeah. We uh we got some cattle from down there one time, and uh, the guy unloading them, he, he was just joking, obviously. But he's like, we brought back the ones that the gators didn't get. And I'm like, where the hell did these come from? <laughs> There's some squirrely motherfuckers. Yeah. They, uh, and do you notice, like, when they, when they hit the chute, every one of them just dives? Yep. Yeah, they, this, uh, uh, they ain't made for this country, though. <laughs> No, 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 no. They uh, too much surface area. <laughs> you start seeing that ear come off the truck, and you know what you're in for. Yeah, you're just like you, you want to get those about this time of year. Yeah, yeah. This is perfect time for that. Yeah, like you, you kind of try to hope for like a, a good two week period where they can they can build up some hair. Yep, and then. And, you know they'll they'll be able to survive like a late spring storm, um, and then you know they're finishing out come October. But even I mean even this time of year, my my non expert opinion here, summer comes and we get dry and that dust that feed yard dust starts hitting. They don't handle that well either. No, they like some moisture. Yeah, they like that humidity, that Florida humidity. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, they're 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 different type of creature. Like you get those the same type uh, out of out of South Texas, like from like that, uh, like the the Gulf Coast side of South Texas, right? Yeah, and you just get like the straight humpback, you know, silver bramers. They uh, they're typically well, they come from Texas, so everything's a little angry from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not as bad as some. No, but the I mean those the straight bramers are, are pretty tame compared to any of the crossbreds. Oh yeah. Yeah. You 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 cross a, a bramer with a especially like Charlet, like the Charlet Bramer crosses. They'll get a little heat to them. Yeah. And, and then nose color on the Charlet is also a dependent factor, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Like the darker, yep, yeah, yeah. They uh, and, and Charlay are just naturally stupid, anyways. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I blame the French for that. <laughs> Gotta have something to blame them for, and that's that's easily I, top of the list. I'll I'll blame the French for a lot of shit, and I'm not. I don't have a real good reason for hating the French. I just I just do. Just because I mean. That's all the reason you need. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Just like, yeah, French. Uh, yeah, we'll call it good at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Charlay, they, um, I, I will tell you though, like a smoky Charlay, like that's the, if you've got cattle on feed, that's the best breed is, is like a smoky colored Charlay calf that they, 
put the fucking pounds on. And yeah, then, and damn, they look good in a sale catalog too, though. They really do, and and they grade just well enough to to hit all the all the premiums that you want. Uh, it's 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 damn good meat. But like, yeah. they don't marble quite like a straight Angus, but they're pretty damn close. Right. So, and but they're also like three hundred pounds heavier than a the same size uh, straight Angus. Right. I think the I think the worst thing I've ever dealt with was Herefords from Nevada. I think that's probably the worst I've ever seen as far as just coming in with heat. Really? Yeah. Herefords are usually pretty docile. I know, but man, we got a load in that was from out there and they uh they said they round them up with a helicopter, which I guess that can be normal out there, right? It's not I, out of the it's no, it's not out of the realm of possibility. There's, I don't know if it's all that common. Um, I, I'd say probably more in the, probably more in like southern Nevada, uh, like Clive and Bundy territory. Like that's pretty desolate down there. Yeah. Um, Elko County, like it's pretty, like it's pretty wide open country for sure. But it's like it's not it's a different type it's high desert though so it's it's not yeah. like uh, like southern nevada still i guess high desert it's still you know high enough al- altitude but like it's it's desert desert down there i mean it, it gets it gets fucking hot yeah what is I the mean, latest on the whole bundy situation what are they what are they doing now uh well ammon bundy ran for governor up in idaho um and I tell you, when when I was driving through Idaho last summer, when we were headed up to Chalice, it, there was a lot of Ammon Bundy signs on the barns, but also it was a barn out in the middle of nowhere. So, so who <laughs> and, put it there? Yeah, well, and also like, uh, yeah, they they may be supporting him, but like that's it. Yeah, it's <laughs> around either. So it's uh. Uh, he didn't do very well, but I, I honestly, I don't know what their situation is. I mean, uh, they, they won their court case. Um, like the judge threw it out, um, with prejudice. So they couldn't retry it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. They've, I, I think, uh, like, like I said, Ammon Bundy, he got arrested up in Idaho during COVID because he, he wouldn't wear a mask at his kid's football game. and Oh, really? And Yeah, and of course, you know, they make him out to be the crazy guy, which I think he probably is a little bit crazy. But I mean, yeah, outward appearances would seem that way. Um, Yeah, but also, like, how crazy is it that he wants to watch his kid play football and not wear a mask when he's fucking outside? When he's outside <laughs> at a football stadium, yeah. Yeah. So it's like I don't know who's the crazy one on that that deal. Sounds kind of targeted. Yeah, and uh, and also he's also kind of a social media whore too. So it's yeah. Um, but I don't know. He <sighs> man, that was a weird deal though. You had people flocking out there from everywhere that never even seen a cow half of them. <laughs> I know it. It was it was crazy, and then. Uh, like they were all on board, and then like, then all of a sudden, Clive and Bundy would go off on on some racial shit, and people were like, mm, I don't yeah. know that. we're gonna we're gonna backpedal now. 
Like, mm, well, maybe. No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take much. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was something else, though. Like that. Yeah. It was. It, it was a. Uh, it was kind of a big moment. I don't. I don't know what the the end result will be, but I'll. I'll you know, they had. They had a lot of armed feds there, like a yeah. bunch of them, and not that many people like armed on the other side. Yeah. And, they, and you know the guy that uh, it was the Clark County Sheriff was the the guy that <laughs> that eventually told the the ATF to back down. Uh, I, I didn't think, know that. Or, or BLM, I guess. Yeah, and gotcha. he's now the governor, so. Joe Lombardo. So. Gotcha. Um, but he is also in charge when the you know the the Vegas shooting happened. The Vegas too. deal, yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how Dan Bilzerian came to save the day on that deal. Okay. I mean, he was just a little <laughs> too late. I forgot about that deal. <laughs> oh man, he he's up there for he's got to be like top 10 biggest pieces <laughs> of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Dan Bilzerian. What a <laughs> douche. <laughs> going to uh, run up to a cop during a shooting, during an active shooter situation, and ask for his gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We still don't know what actually happened there. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know that we ever will. No, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, Kennedy. You know, we, we were talking the other night. Like the fact that they keep classifying it means that the government was involved. Well, they keep <laughs> like, telling you when they're going to release it, but yeah. then when they're going to yeah. release it, they just tell you when they're going to release it. <laughs> yeah, they don't release shit, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. And so basically it's like it's gonna be like LBJ directly gave the order to, <laughs> <laughs> or it was HW that like like relayed the me- like what if HW was the the man on the grassy knoll? Because HW was CIA at the time, right? Is um, that right? Not officially, but yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought that was yeah. right. And when they when they call him a a uh, World War II fighter pilot. He was not. He was a World War II intelligence pilot. Yeah. So uh, that doesn't sound as good. No, but it was actually probably cooler. <laughs> you know, <the laughs> fighter pilot just mostly got mowed down by a, by a bunch of Messerschmitts. But <laughs> um, but the intelligence pilots, like they they might have been flying a little Cessna on a. On a <laughs> the grease or some shit like that you know like they were doing some cool shit right right it's it's hard to not respect uh hw but like also he shouldn't have been president you know like yeah. he's good at being like this being the spook he was real good at that shit yeah. he was not 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 real good at playing being like the the deep the deep state i guess i mean i i guess he was good enough at it. He 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 held the position for a long time. It worked for him. I mean, maybe for not him. for the American people, but it worked for him. <clears throat> yeah, it didn't work out great for us. But so I mean, 
I I can't say he wasn't good at it. He was he was good at what he did, but it just what he was doing was fucked up. Yeah. It's wild. What a what a like if you look at say eighteen twenty three. You just go century by century. Eighteen twenty three who's that? Was that Andrew Jackson right about in there? I think that'd be right. Right in there. Anyway. So we had we had the trail of tears essentially. Well, I guess we do have the internet at our our disposal here. I'll look it up. Um, president in eighteen twenty three. James Monroe. Okay, so he was like the last of the founding fathers to be president. Was James Monroe? Um, what did James Monroe do? He yeah, was, what did he accomplish? What was his great contribution? He was the last president of, uh, who was a founding father, as well as the last president of the Virginia dynasty and the Republican generation. His presidency con- coincided with the era of good feelings. Oh, I think he might have been like the guy that ran unopposed for for president. Maybe like everything was like they just beat uh, they just beat the Brits in the, the War of eighteen twelve, and the North and the South were relatively getting along. So he just like coasted. So yeah, he just he had an easy turn. Yeah, he uh, all right. So as President Jefferson, special envoy, he helped negotiate the Louisiana Purchase. Um, let's see, during Monroe's tenure as president, the Federalist Party collapsed as a national political force, and Mer- Monroe's reelected, virtually unopposed. That's right. So he he was the Republic, like Democratic Republicans. That so, like the the old school. What is the Democratic Party now? And then there was the Federalist Party, and the Federalist, like yeah, the the Federalist Party just split up. And yeah, he he like it wasn't technically unopposed, but for the most part, yeah, the, so the if, Federalists didn't even have a, a, a an actual candidate. I don't think. If you look at the basis there, you see why it's basically one party now, too. Right. It's basically been one all along. And all right. And so then I think Coolidge was 1923. I liked Coolidge. Yep, Calvin Coolidge. And he was uh, he was a hands off president. But there was also. Uh, a a pretty pretty big federal government apparatus at that point because uh, well Lincoln was the first well not the first but he was the first one to to really like massively uh, increase the size of the federal government. Luckily, I think you know I, I've I thought about it, but like luckily he got shot and killed. Otherwise, that like. It, the federal government may have like like continued to grow continued from there. to expand. 
Yeah, but it shrank pretty good because of, uh, well, no, I guess it didn't because they still deployed federal troops all throughout the South and, but it wasn't, it wasn't near like the, the, the Woodrow Wilson or the FDR expansion or LBJ, like those like hardcore progressive types, like, man, they really, even, even Teddy Roosevelt, you know, he, he grew the size of the federal government quite a bit trying to break up the, the, the beef trust and, and standard oil and all that shit. So that's what sucks. Teddy Roosevelt did some cool shit. I know. But the progressiveness. Yeah. yeah, he was uh and also a real war hawk that guy. Oh real yeah. War. Yeah. I got a quote of uh framed of Teddy Roosevelt's, but I'm like, man, it's a badass quote. The the man in the arena, I'm sure you know what that is. But yeah. At the same time you're like, oh, just look at the rest of it. But also he had a he had like probably the best foreign policy of all time, which was just like speak softly and carry a big stick. Yeah. And 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 like he wasn't afraid to go fight a war. He like he he liked that in that uh empire shit, but well he got shot during a speech and continued the speech, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finished his speech. <laughs> and it wasn't like 30 seconds later. No, it was like he <laughs> He finished the goddamn speech. Like, <laughs> he was a bad motherfucker. Um, but luckily for Teddy Roosevelt, we didn't have the military to go anywhere <laughs> really besides Cuba. Because <laughs> if we did, yeah, when Woodrow Wilson was there, we we had, we were fully industrialized, and uh, and 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 all those all those big industrial players were playing ball with the federal government and uh, yeah. that that's what Woodrow Wilson wanted and and also they created the central bank so uh, the government didn't have to go try and raise those funds they could just inflate the interest yeah, rates and they could just take them then yeah th so then they could just bankroll that whole war which uh, butt fucked Germany which led to the, led to the rise of Hitler um, and World War Two, and then yeah, 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 it's and it was all downhill from there. Yep, yep, really, really went downhill from there. I think we're still downward. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, uh, I it, it looks like maybe they're trying to wrap this Ukraine deal up, and but like at this point, I'm almost like. Well, well, are we going to get our money back? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like... It had a money back guarantee, right? Yeah, we, we spent all this fucking money on there, and it looks like they're still probably going to lose the Donbass, and <laughs> we're not taking Crimea back from, from Russia. I, just like, I don't think that one's coming back, yeah. <laughs> shit ain't happening, man. Yeah, I think like, that one. Uh, but I'm also at the point, like, I'm... Maybe we should fight to the last Ukrainian. At least get our money's worth, you know. Because <laughs> we're gonna lose it anyways. Like fucking make them earn it. God damn. I mean, they gotta need some beef by now, right? You would think. You now I was talking with uh, Jeremiah Wilbur the other day. I was I was reading this book. Uh, I actually I really recommend it. I don't know if uh, it's a good book. I don't not it's not I'm not it's not like a full endorsement of 
of all of it. I, it's a good read. It's called Red Meat Republic. Okay. Uh, and it, it's uh, and it's well, my phone. It, I think it's in my Audible cart right now. Actually, um, it's worth it. it. It's worth a read. Um, or if you have Scribed, Scribed is a, um, or Scribd, whatever they call it. It's it's for free on there. So like if you're subscribed okay. there, um, they, it's called. Uh, a hoof to table history of how beef changed America. And now I just finished it today. And so when I did that first episode of, uh, of the history of the meatpacking industry, I had not read that book at all. I never heard of that book, but it's funny how I came to the exact same conclusion. Like, yeah, this country was built on beef. For sure. And at every single war, the beef, industry concentrated a little bit more <clears throat> and and the this like where we're at right now is almost identical to the time of the beef trust like when when all the the labor uh unrest was happening in chicago and uh i really think like if the ranchers are going to affect any sort of change it has to be on the safety side of things and you have to get the unions involved. So you have to hit them from the labor front and from like the animal safety front. And honestly, I think the, the, the rancher, the feedlot guy has like the higher moral standing, you know, they can play that, that yeah. high ground as opposed to the Packer, because we're not killing the motherfuckers, you know, like that's yeah. not our job. Yeah. Your job it's not on my back. Yeah, we're passing that one very well, you motherfucker. Um, but or like the whole country just needs to get really a lot more in touch with how their food gets to their plate. Yeah, because that's the biggest thing is that disconnect. But it, if you if you look through history, there's always been that disconnect. Yeah, like, and it. It seems to rise and fall with each generation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's that whole cycle, like the the hard men make good times, good yep. times make weak men, weak men's weak men uh make hard times, hard times make you know uh strong men. Well that that whole thing. I mean it's it's true. It, it really and boy, we're soft as fuck right now. Oh, for sure. I mean I always joke that, you know, this country wasn't founded by vegetarians and you can't tell me it was. So <laughs> it was founded by beef. I mean, beef built it. Yeah. Well, and, and like even there was a couple of the founding fathers that flirted with vegetarianism, but not for very long. Yeah, it didn't last because <laughs> you know what? It wasn't sustainable. People See, like that word. I like about Jefferson, like I always I think Jefferson's a brilliant man and uh and he tried vegetarianism, and he's like, mm, "Nope." <laughs> and he also was like, uh, "He was also like, slavery is bad, but also I got this uh, this slave bitch over here. I'm probably gonna sleep with her. You know, she she's she's kind of hot." <laughs> Loose morals. Yeah, uh, I'll give Jefferson a pass on that because he he actually introduced a bill in the house of i uh, was at the house of burgess there in in virginia is that what they called it yeah i think you're right 
to free the slaves and they got shot down because of course they, they're like, no, fuck no. We like these slaves. And, uh, and also like he couldn't, he couldn't free his slaves either. That was against the law. You couldn't, even if, if you own slaves, you couldn't free them. So he was, uh, I'll give him a pass for that. He still, he, he banged one of his slaves, had, had a, had a couple kids, you know, also pretty rad, whatever. Um, so just typical politician stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're going to hate it in public, but behind closed doors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the, uh, yeah, then he tried the vegetarian thing and decided he didn't like that. So, yeah, but then that, that shows to me that's, a, that's a smart man. It's hard to argue with a ribeye, man. Ah, fuck man. I, uh, yeah, we were, uh, we, we've been trying this, like this hello fresh thing, uh, like a couple, couple meals a week. Cause it's, it's handy. Yeah. It's got all of it there and only, it only takes like 30 minutes to make. Right. And pretty good shit. Like honestly, it's not bad. And, uh, like it was supposed to come in today, but it didn't. So, and me and my wife both were expecting it to come in. I get home from work and I was like, Oh fuck! I've got nothing thought out. <laughs> like nothing at all thought out, and so like I was, I was looking through the the freezer, and I picked up a chuck roast, and there was two packages of ribeyes underneath it, and I was like, oh, I thought I was out of steak. That's where the ribeye post came from today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was because we we were down to just to burger stew meat. Um, you know, cube steak and and roast. That's, that's kind of what we're down to. Scraping the bottom. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and cattle prices are are high right now, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I found those like two packages of, of ribeyes, and I was like, oh, win. That's a definite win. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So we didn't eat them tonight, but like I know I know where they're at now, and like. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have me a steak this weekend. That day is coming. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't care what it's for. It can be a Holstein ribeye. It's still better than. Dude, Holstein <laughs> eats just fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it uh, Holstein will eat a lot better than some of them Southern cattle. I guarantee you. Oh, that. for sure. I got some Coriannis out here right now. I think Holstein eat better than those. No oh, fuck yeah, Coriannis make good good hamburger though. Yeah, can't argue with it. Yeah. Uh no, that <clears throat> the Holstein just takes a damn long to feed out. That's their problem. The 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 beef quality is not the problem. It's the it's, it's the feeding them out. It's the length of time and how dumb they are in between. Oh fuck, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm stupid. God damn it. Uh, I I'll, also like the dairymen. They're a different breed. <laughs> yeah, All they can be. They're I mean. When it, when it comes to defending animal agriculture, the dairy industry is—I mean, it's right there with the poultry industry. It's hard. That one gets tough. To, it's hard to defend that man. It's like it when, gets tough. When when you can trace every single Holstein back to three different bulls in the United <laughs> States, you're just like, yeah. If, I, if I'm going to make fun of the royal family of, of uh, England, I'm going to make fun of these fucking Holsteins because there ain't any goddamn difference there. No, no, <laughs> not at all. And shit. But, yeah, they eat good. They still eat good. Oh, yeah. 
they they marble just fine and just it takes you it takes you a while to get there just just like the royal family they take more <laughs> of your money to get there everyone that argues that those has never fed them long enough that's the problem yeah i know it um you know i, I gotta take a leak but let, let's let's call that for the main episode i want to i want to ask your thoughts on like these crossbred dairy uh, yeah let's do it well, We'll do that on the Patreon episodes. If you guys don't like, cause it could piss a lot of people off. I, oh yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I could easily. I'm pretty good at that. Um, but I, I want to, I want to, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Cause that it's, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. That's, it's only about what, seven, eight years old, something like yeah, that. It's not very old. That's for sure. Not very old, but it kind of, it came to prominence pretty quick. So yeah, um anyway it's uh but we'll we'll talk about it on on the flip side so all right uh, you got anywhere you want people to follow you or, or whatnot i just do the instagram thing mainly that's uh i think it's just rhino at or just thing i don't even remember what it is now nah, we're good <laughs> hold on hold on i i got you um just underscore rhino underscore w yeah yeah just just rhino w yep yep that's right there you go all right well go follow him if you want to if not don't i don't care (laughs) talk about crossfed cattle here in a minute so um yeah go uh patreon.com slash burning daylight if you want to listen to this conversation and many more just like it um also ad free whole thing live streams and um if not, appreciate you guys listening anyway. So, uh, Ryan, it's been a great conversation. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Now, uh, move your ass. We're burning daylight. Cruising down Mitch Street in an 87 Chevrolet I'm Rolling down 174, trying to find some more I wish I had a little money, I'd spend it all on you I'll buy us a quarterback and a 12-pack of brew And we'll get high, and I drink While I'm trying not to think, and I get stoned And I'm drunk, while I'm trying to change my love Just getting back Getting back, getting back, yeah. Walking down Brown's Mountain, trying to find my way around. I hope I don't get stopped by the cops in this here town. We head on to the south side in the cemetery trails. I want out fishing hole where I raised a lot of hell And I'd get high and I drink while I'm trying not to think And I get stoned and I'm drunk while I'm trying to change my luck Just getting back Well I'm a getting back, getting high
There's a girl that lives on my street Strawberry blonde, she tastes so sweet I wanna tell her all the words in my heart She moved away, then she tore my world apart And I get high, and I drink While I'm trying not to think And I get stoned, and I'm drunk While I'm trying to change my love Just getting back While I'm getting back Getting high Fifteen minutes after the football city lights We watch football games here on Friday nights I grew up slow and now I'm living so fast Running out of liquor and this a quarterback won't last Cause I get high and I drink While I'm trying not to think and I get stoned And I'm drunk while I'm trying to change my love Just getting back Getting back, getting high Well, I get high and I drink While well, I'm trying not to think and I get stoned And I'm drunk while well, I'm trying to change my love Just getting back Well, I'm getting back, getting high